Good evening, good evening, good evening. I was I was very much tempted just to let that keep running, and I was quite in the uh, in the throes of the, uh, the the fabulous song created by Robert John Collins. So, um, welcome back to another episode of the Deductionist Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if if it looks like I'm uh, I'm not looking at you this evening, it's because I'm looking at the screen. The camera's over here. Adam is uh, <laughs> is is uh, a wall this evening. Uh, so you've just got myself tonight. Uh, good evening, Miss Riffraff. Multiple stream viewing. I like it. She must have a setup, um, much much like Johnny Lee Miller in uh, in in elementary. Multiple TV screens on the go. Several books. An ink and quill in the corner. <laughs> Several other things that were going on. <laughs> I don't really know where I was going with that description, but um, it was it was going all the same. Um, so yes, I hope you're all keeping safe and well and lovely and awesome this evening, having a, a, a surprisingly eventful Thursday evening or morning, or even Friday morning probably now for some of you, I guess. Um, we've been we've been out for the day today so far. It has been my uh, my my sister-in-law's birthday, and uh, we we've been out doing some things. That's why I've got this fancy jacket on. It is my, uh, it is my, uh, I think, it, I don't know whether it'd be called a parody or a replica. Um, it is the, uh, the, the jacket that Colin Firth wore in Kingsman. Um, so it's rather smart. Uh, but, but then I didn't really want to take it off because I feel glorious at the minute. So there we are. Um, but yeah, on the train home, I, I get a text from Maddie, uh, which was weird in and of itself, to get a text from somebody that's maybe a few inches away from you uh, at, at that particular stage, asking me if I thought that the gentleman that was stood across from me was having an affair. <laughs> now, just to kind of give you an insight into the way uh, me and Maddie function on pretty much the same wavelength, I was about to tell her the same thing when we got off the train <laughs> anyway. Because I'd been uh, I'd been watching this guy who was having way too much fun sending text messages, uh, way too much. Uh, there was all manner of things off, uh, from his behaviour down to the reactions in his lips, and I was following along with the movements of his thumbs so I could figure out what he was saying on the message. And uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> needless to say, uh, we spotted a uh, a, a, a rapscallion, a ragamuffin twat i think i think is the uh, is the uh, the nicest way of putting it who was uh, who was having uh, some form of calendar conversation with his minstrel with his uh, his his bit of stuff on the side um and then to add uh, insult to injury for his wife um his his kids rang him on the phone. Um, so he's there talking to his kids and whatnot. Yeah, no night, love you, and all the same. Hung up and then carried on texting the uh, the strumpet of, of the situation. You know, the, 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 the other half, the side piece, the slot, uh, is, uh, I, I think, is the, uh, the nicest way of putting that. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, that was a that was an eventful train home. Um, I'll be honest, I was 
more grateful for the ability to sit down than anything else. The chance to get in some uh, observable details and practice my uh, reverse thumb reading. Now, there's been many people uh, over the years that have asked me about uh, uh, pen reading and sound reading and the like, because it's something I, I took great pains to be able to practice. Um, doing it when uh, people are texting is is very much a, an extrapolation of the same thing, but it, it's quite the challenge because people text very very quickly, <laughs> very quickly. Uh, naughty, naughty, cheating, bad. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, I, I was in two minds as to whether uh, to to call him on it or not. If his wife was there, I would have done, um, but it, it it solves nothing to because I can't call his wife and tell her. I can't. Um, I can't yell down the phone to his kids. Kids, your dad's a bastard. Uh, like this. I can't do that. Well, I could, uh, I guess. Um, but it, it, it's hardly fair of me to, to jump on the phone and start blurting that kind of stuff out towards the kids. So we didn't. We uh, we just left in, in typical British style, kind of oh, shaking our heads furiously. Vicious finger pointing. Um uh, and and the like, but yeah, it was one of those one of those events, one of those circumstances that that definitely um, definitely kept me awake <laughs> because the the train was very warm and I was very tired. <laughs> it's been a it's been it's been a long day. Um, we went axe throwing, which was fun. I won, of course. <laughs> now. For those of you who think we are going to be talking about the trial that's going on, the defamation trial with J.D. and A.H. and S.H. then, <laughs> with Johnny Depp and Sherlock Holmes, or, you know, whatever we're allowed to say these days with Jonathan Deep and uh, the other one. I was, I was in two minds whether to to crawl back into this rabbit hole or not because I'd I'd kind of I kind of said my piece on it all, and it, it's all very much going the way that that I said it would anyway, uh, and, and not just me, all pretty much all of the people that have have said it's going to be going this way, it's going this way uh, initially, but. There are lots of things uh, that we can uh, that we can examine that that we can use to 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 learn from to better sharpen what it is that we do from an objective standpoint because there are many people that get involved uh, in this uh, and it'll be rightly or wrongly depending upon whatever depending upon what your beliefs are funnily enough the trial is on my other screen <laughs> nice <laughs> well we can try and provide some running commentary then um that, rightly or wrongly uh, you'll you, you may fall into the boundary of uh, a fan a fan in this scenario and regardless of whatever uh, you know side that you're on if you want to think of it that way i'm not on any side um, because as, as a member of the ignorant public, it, it really makes no difference to me how it turns out, <laughs> realistically. Um, I, because there is injustice done all over the place, <laughs> w 
we still have a prime minister that has been proven irrefutably to have broken the laws that he set and he's still in power <laughs> so you know that's that's where i am it's a, it's a remarkable sense of ambivalence to have about the whole thing however it's a good chance to examine your uh, uh, your aptitude uh, and your capability to function rationally when there are so many biases nipping at your ability to think if it is that you fall into the realms of being a fan of one or the other person, whoever that is, right? And we all know, uh, <laughs> we all know uh, <laughs> who it is that is the other side of the, uh, the, the train and where she falls. I know. know what a credible source is, and this is what a credible source is. Right, exactly. That that lady, she'll be uh, she'll be huffing and puffing, uh, getting ready to blow the stream down wherever she is. God bless her. Um, but that's the that's the thing about the biases within the scenario, right? The more this escalates, the more the masses get involved. The more it's the more it's it's turning into um, very much a case, I'm going to qualify the, the statement before I say it, it's very much a case of wildly different circumstances, but on the surface it's very much turning into a, a, a whole uh, Brexit argument. It's been a struggle to view the trial in an unbiased fashion, as, as I am a depth fan, but it's a good exercise, and rightly so, it is, it's a great exercise, you know, and that's... Uh, the 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 aspect uh, that we can take away from this whole endeavor it's a, it's a source of uh, a, a free training in our ability to maintain the correct mindset that is applicable uh, sorry maintain the correct uh, uh, brainwave state that is applicable to the situation so that we might read it correctly right um, and what what I mean with the Brexit analogy is if you are one of those people that voted to uh, uh, remain, for example, right? Uh, and after the people that voted to leave won. If you spoke about all the reasons why Brexit was no good for us uh, uh, in, in that area, then you were met with nothing more than, oh, you're just a Ramona, you are this, you're embittered about the whole thing, stop spitting your dummy out and get on board, as opposed to addressing all of the points that you made. <laughs> Right, and this is the thing that's happening on either side. However, there is there is a fallacy that comes out of this whole thing. If you look at um, all of the things that has been confirmed, as much as they can be confirmed from where we sit as a as a member of the ignorant public, right? Uh, if you look at all of the things that have been confirmed about what she did and 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 how she acted and how she was physical and emotionally manipulative and all of the rest of it right these are the things that have been confirmed uh, add on to that her lies and the like then you get uh, all of the the fans on her side saying uh, uh oh well it's it's just the uh, the debt media machine you know uh, uh, it's it's them spinning all of this into into uh, positivity for for him and and all of this that and the other right when if you should really be looking at each of the examples uh, in, in terms of 
the the evidence that has led it to have that confirmed status as opposed to just trying to sidestep the points that have been proven okay and then if you look at the same thing from the other side if you try and say all of the things that have conf been confirmed about him which aren't that many right it, it amounts to nothing more than f i mean fairly graphic texts yeah of course but <laughs> everything else at this stage and i would like people to correct me if i am wrong because i have been uh, out of this whole uh, uh, whole shtick for for quite some time since a couple of months after after i did my last video on the topic i kind of i kind of put it to bed um but the the whole aspect in terms of what's been confirmed from his side is that he has uh, uh, addiction problems, right? Uh, and that he sent fairly graphic and nasty texts about her, not to her, which would be be very different things. Okay. And then you would say that are uh, all the you know that's that's the uh, the the herd fans trying to spin this into things and it's not and whatever right instead of focusing on the things that are relevant to the particulars of the scenario the the same thing again with 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 Brexit if you if you try and sit down and ask you know a, a gaggle of of Tories what have we gotten out of this government that is positive. Right, that is beneficial. What have we got? You'll get the oh yeah, well you're just the leftist this, well you're just the you're a Mona this, you're a Jonathan Pye fan this, you're a you know stop moaning, get on board. It's much better than what Corbyn would have done. And all right, there's there's a ton of opinions, but still answer the question, <laughs> right? Answer the question, and inevitably they they can't or indeed struggle to. Um, at least the ones that I've spoken to as well are, are the same thing, uh, and the same the same aspect should be held here, right? In, in instead of turning into some kind of Hollywood hyperbole moment where everybody is trying to to utilize uh, all of the the conjecture of the uh, of a situation to try and. Uh, uh, move it towards your own end i mean that's the job of the lawyers of course it is but if you look at things like um well if you if you were quite reductionistic about it as well and and i should say right with with these podcasts uh more so with the uh, uh the the react videos and things like this i have an idea of of the points i want to make because i know the kind of video i'm about to watch before i watch it with with the podcasts they are unscripted <laughs> they're unscripted so if if i am uh, trying to find my way into a, a point that i'm making just forgive me is what i mean if you if you look at the whole concept of uh, uh, profiling um not just abuse signs but um you know the, the the indications of things like victimization and emotional blackmail and manipulation uh, and isolation and depression and addiction and all of these related qualities that are there right there are many many different diagnostics um that you can use to be able to get you towards the uh, uh, uh the the, the 
laundry list of information that you can use to um to 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 base your prognosis on to base your analysis on of the um of the signs that you're seeing right now if if you look at um many of the of the uh, affected disorders that are there right you can boil them down to a, a few different signs and it does fall into the categories of whether you have been the victim of abuse or whether you are the abuser now when you're dealing with these kinds of things rearing their heads in in adults what you're looking at is nine times out of ten and i don't say that categorically because there is the option for somebody to just be that way or have developed into that way as a, as a victim of of, of of circumstance uh, of part of their uh, part of their surroundings and the and the things that have happened to them uh, and the like now you you want to look at things that go right the way back to uh to early childhood because this is where our impressionistic values imprint onto us in terms of how we are going to uh, live our lives when these things pop up and what we are going to do in the face of them and it's 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 a great way to understand from from an abductive reasoning standpoint what you read in a person to understand what they were like as a child or what experience they had as a as a child young adult teenager that kind of thing when these when these notions take root and become the buds from which behaviors grow now when you when you look at um uh, the the commonality of these um because there, there have been an abundance of studies done into this area over the years and i would imagine they will keep going on uh, into the future as well but the this the study i'm referring to here comes from the uh, the national domestic violence hotline and it is one of those studies that combined the aspect of other results areas for them to try and talk about the people that uh, sorry for them to try and talk to the people that come to them for help that come to them for safety and 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 uh, uh, you know shelter this kind of thing uh, and and look at the the commonalities that were most highly featured in either side okay that were that were featured in in either side and the the simple fact is is that anyone anyone can be an abuser okay they, they would come from uh, anywhere any kind of cultural background any kind of religious background any kind of economic background you know it, it, it could be people that you've met on the street for days it could be the new guy in the office it could be uh, uh, anyone right but what's what's particularly interesting for me about the aspect of this one is that it found that up to 90 percent of abusers don't have a criminal record right they don't have a criminal record and that's not to say that they are you know really good abusers which may sound oxymoronic but I, I hope you know what I mean in that they've been able to get away with it for so long um, but they are they are generally law-abiding citizens outside of the home yeah and that the, this as a as an idea should be taken to taken into account from both sides because again to the best of my knowledge 
Um, neither one of these guys, uh, be it the uh, be it let's let's call them the woman or the or the man uh, in in this scenario, have criminal records, or indeed. Uh, uh, Um, uh, 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 proven track records of, of violence outside of the home. Now, there have been run-ins uh, and, and the like over time, but I find this uh, particularly interesting because when you look at the, uh, the the basics of profiling and police research, the background checks and the like is almost a, almost a staple to try and give credence towards the behavioral profiling of people within this area. Now, when you look at the the traits that abusers uh, have in common, oh, bear with me. Uh, could it be equated to remaining calm and logical while someone is screaming insults in your face? A threat to a deeply held belief can often feel as threatening as physical violence. Absolutely, absolutely. It's an attack towards your core, right? That's 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 an abuse. That's an abusive notion in there. It's an attack towards your core, something that you hold particularly dear to you. And when somebody is aware of that, to lash out in such a directly accurate way, is 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 an is a form of abuse uh, in in that area, right? Um, so the 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 traits that abusers have in common, if you look at it this way, an abuser often denies the existence or minimizes the seriousness of the violence and its effects on the victim and other family members. I refer you to her recanting the tale of the bottle throwing incident. Right? There was there was carefully chosen distance in language with the 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 incendiary nation uh, incendiary notion uh, of of the situation. Um, an abuser objectifies the victim and often sees them as property or sexual objects. Now when I did my follow-up to these, I I went through close to close to 19 hours of footage. I figured I was going to do my legwork on the topic if I was going to have any kind of a well-rounded opinion on on exactly what's happening and, and and what's going on in this area. And each time, it is very clear who feels like. Um, the, the the member walking down the the red carpet displaying the item that's there to highlight themselves right displaying him as the item that's there to highlight her now if i if i refer you to another celebrity couple that are uh, virtually enraptured with one another and watch the way they walk down carpets is it's very much in equal standing right that would be Hugh Jackman and his wife Right, there's absolute adoration between the two of them, which is very much the complete opposite towards towards these guys. Uh, an abuser has low self-esteem and feels powerless and ineffective in the world. He or she may appear successful, but internally they feel inadequate. Right, which we would see in uh, all of the the, the verbal abuse. Uh, and the the notions to tear down somebody who is clearly uh, of an elevated status o uh, over yourself, right? Whether you've put them there or not is irrelevant. Uh, it's the perception en masse over the world 
Um, he was very much a higher status individual when compared to her, so for her to be able to bring him down towards that level would be about that reclamation, well, that attempted reclamation of power. Uh, an abuser externalizes the cause of their behavior. They blame their violence on, on circumstances such as stress, their partner's behavior, a bad day on alcohol, drugs, or other factors and the like, um, which again we heard as, as part of the deposition. Uh, in terms of uh, the reactions towards uh, heated arguments that got towards the point where she became explosive uh, and she became um, outwardly aggressive, shall we say, whereas the other one tried to leave, tried to go and hide themselves away in different rooms. Um, an abuser may be pleasant and charming between periods of violence and is often seen as a nice person to others outside the relationship. Now, the facts remain that that last one could apply to either of them. It could. It absolutely could. Um, now, so the warning signs of, of an abuser would be things like uh, 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 extreme jealousy, possessiveness, unpredictability, a bad temper, cruelty to animals. I refer you to the incident in Australia with the tiny doggos. Uh, verbal abuse. Many, many, many recorded uh, uh, moments moments of that. Because the verbal abuse in this side uh, is, is directly towards each other, not who said whatever behind each other's backs. It's towards the, it's towards the person uh, directly towards themselves controlling behavior which could be down to emotional manipulation and blackmail as a result of this kind of ver verbal abuse and uh, um, um, insults uh, and the like uh, antiquated beliefs about roles of women and men in relationships well um, we could make the argument it would be based on nothing more than our understanding of the rationale of the situation but we could make the argument that that was the reason for the uh, eponymous article in, in the Washington Post. Um, uh, forced sex or disregard of their partner's unwillingness to have sex, who knows, uh, I, I, it's, it's, my, uh, it's my limited understanding of <laughs> sex life. Um, uh, sabotage of birth control methods or refusal to, to honor agreed upon methods. Well, I've been there. Um, blaming the victim for anything bad that happens yeah, it's the classic, why are you making me do this uh, remark, right? Uh, which, which again, she has remarked several times uh, on the matter herself, unprompted. Um, sabotage, or, uh, sabotage, rather, or obstruction of the victim's ability to work or attend school. I think it's all quite clear uh, how that's been uh, sabotaged. Uh, on behalf uh, of of him, you know, his his career is virtually in tatters at this stage. Um, controls all the finances, no idea. Uh, uh, abuse of other family members, children, or pets, no idea. Uh, accusations of the victim flirting with others or having an affair. Uh, the flirting was was accused uh, several times. Um, control of what the victim wears and how they act, no idea. Demeaning the victim either privately or publicly. It happened many times. Embarrassment or humiliation of the victim in front of others. It happened many times. Harassment of the victim at work. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. 
Now that's interesting, right? When you when you look at um, uh, yeah, there you go. Gaslighting is is most definitively another one. Um, now it's it's interesting when you look at that, uh, and you try and step back from that kind of uh, examination of the stuff that matters. Don't get into the he said she said of it. Look at what can be confirmed, and look at what you can match it to. Because you can match much more to her than you can to him. Does that irrefutably prove one way or the other? No. But what it does do is it gives stronger credence to, to the, the profile that you're developing on a behavioral level that would, uh, that would give an, uh, an inclination towards the understanding of whether somebody is motivated to be deceptive or whether somebody is motivated to go the extra mile to try and hide uh, uh, certain things that they may or may not have done, right? This is, this is uh, uh, gold when you're working within the, the legalities of a courtroom because, especially over, over that side of the pond, when you're dealing with things like probable cause, for an example, uh, if you've got if you've got a if you've got a jury involved, if you're a particularly impassioned speaker, you only have to convince people uh, at times, which is is the 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 kind of marmite of the scenario. It's both good and bad. It's like <laughs> it's like a, a, a Schrodinger's evidence <laughs> in that way. Yeah, until it's heard, you know, it can be perceived as both good and bad. Um, in that you would only have to convince people uh, of information but if you are a particularly impassioned speaker then they would buy into you uh, as a topic and buy into you as an orator and therefore what you have to say is given a, a, a kind of uh, level of believability as a result you know <laughs> I refer you back to Bill Bailey's concept and it's it's the concept from a comedian um, but I, I refer to it mostly because it's a topic where the words make sense. I've not seen it given a, a, a higher educational basis than this. He refers to it as relaxed empiricism uh, in that he isn't smart enough to understand what Stephen T Hawking is talking about in the book, A Brief History of Time, but he knows that Stephen Hawking is smart and what he's gone through in a, phys in a physician um, uh, and all of these other things in terms of what Stephen Hawking is capable of doing and has done, and therefore he's willing to accept that what he is uh, talking about, again, rightly or wrongly, he's willing to accept what Stephen Hawking is talking about in the book as having a basis in reality. And that's the same thing as um, as, as, as buying into somebody that you uh, that you like, that you that you believe is talking uh, common sense at, at a particular time. So if either side has a, a particularly um, enlightened uh, and engaging performer as their counselor, then that is a, is a is a much better situation to be in for than somebody who is um, not looking at uh, not looking them in the eye and, and, and engaging and and talking eloquently about the topics and the understanding of points and the things that they need to focus on, right? Because it's as much about the delivery of the information as it is about the information itself. And to some degree, I I, I I'm not a fan of that. Because it adds an unwelcome 
behavioral spanner in, in the works when it comes to the, the the proving of things that has happened you know uh, the, the same way i don't understand economics but i would trust 70 of the world's le leading economists making a statement on something <laughs> god damn right same here same here um i'm guessing that's another satirical remark about the current state of the uk yeah <laughs> And um, I said the uh, I said the G word there. Well, I'll never be forgiven. Um, I made a I made a, an inductive leap as as to, as to the direction of the comment. But this is my point: when you're dealing with with things of this nature, you should always be looking at at the at the facts in relation to the behaviors that, that add up towards the circumstance and not how much you believe in the person as a, as an entity as a brand right there there are many people talking about uh, the, the the kind of clothes that uh, that uh, that Johnny and Amber are wearing oh screw it i've said their names now if they want to come after me they can i doubt it but if they want to they can doesn't matter it sounds very um, uh, uh, Liam Neeson. <laughs> she she's confirmed it. It was a it was a satirical remark about the um, the current state of the UK. Absolutely. Um, but but that's that's the thing when you know when people start talking about their clothes, for an example, uh, that, that's that's a notion that that bugs me because let's not forget the fact that these guys are celebrities, so they will have faced an army of people trying to buy them clothes to appear in in court in uh, because it, it's it's a it's a misguided view of trying to publicize your brand okay second I, the last time they chose their own clothes may have been when they were both children <laughs> Right, may have been when they were both children. <laughs> I would love to see him even try to come after you. <laughs> me too, to be fair. Me too. I think it'd be hilarious. Um, <laughs> I'm imagining a little Benny Hill chase. Uh, right. <laughs> Sorry, that made myself laugh. <laughs> It was much funnier in my head than uh, I described it out loud. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, the 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 point that I'm making is the 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 efficacy or 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 indeed the the interest that somebody has in being in a particular place cannot be judged by their clothing. Imagine. If I hadn't have qualified the reason I am wearing such a fancy jacket today, <laughs> right? Im imagine if I hadn't qualified that reason and just spent the whole stream as though I'm wearing my normal clothes when I'm wearing a crushed velvet jacket. And then there may be one or two of you thinking, you know, always dress really fancy. Is it a special occasion? Is it, is it a special stream? Is there something going on? whatever and all of this extraneous detail that has a basis in nothing other than the fact that i'm wearing a fancy jacket it, it is the same argument that i place on um 
modern business in that if you if you go into most kind of entry-level call center positions you are encouraged to wear comfortable clothing whatever you want to wear within reason obviously you can't rock up in a mankini and flip-flops uh, though that would be hilarious if you could um, but you're encouraged to wear comfortable clothing and then when you step up to the ladder to whatever the next stage uh, in that is whatever kind of super awesome supervisory role that is that you're having you are then told that you you have to wear a, a, a shirt and tie or whatever the the female equivalent is of that and uh, um, you are told that you have to wear this as part of your position now my question to those that have always been trying to enforce that rule and there have been many many people in many different businesses over the years is simply why why because if you've given them the job, their ability to wear a shirt and tie has no relation on, the, on their ability to do the role whatsoever. The same circumstance is happening here. The clothing that they are choosing to wear bears no relation to their uh, ability to function within that environment other than them try to pay their respects to the authority of the fact that they are in court and try and exude the particulars of their own individual style that is it that is it right so johnny depp no matter what he's wearing will always look cool will always look cool when you think of the other side uh, of her she has no particular image uh, in that area that, that Johnny has, right? She's always tried to look nice uh, in, in the same way that anybody uh, in, a, in, a, in the celebrity zone would do, but she has nothing that really kind of stands out as, as, as marks her as, uh, as, oh, that's something that, that she would wear. Whereas, you know, if you think of things, that, you know, the, the hats that, John, that Johnny's worn, the glasses that he's worn, the, the leather bands that he's worn, um, the bandanas that have been tied out the back of his trousers, you know, these kinds of things are all unique to the style so that it will be reflected. Johnny will always look like Johnny, right? She's always going to wear something throughout this whole instance, uh, incidents that reflects her. People talking about, um, you know, looking all business and all professional, whereas some, some, you, you're talking bollocks, to be fair. You're, you're talking absolute bollocks. Unless, and this is a very big unless, they chose their clothes themselves, which I find highly unlikely, given the the engine uh, that they are currently walking through at the minute, right? It's it's absolutely mind blowing to me, uh, somebody that that kind of lives in a world of of logical explanation of detail and these kinds of things. So, yeah, that's that's all I want to I want to talk about today in terms of the logical breakdown of this kind of detail tomorrow. Right. Because I'm going to I'm going to do a few things on this now. I've, now I've got my own um, my own standpoint. Um, so this might come out as additional podcasts. It might come out as react videos. I don't know. Uh, at this stage, um, we're going to we're going to go over some of the footage and some of the uh, some of the behavioral details of some of the uh, uh, depositions that have give, have been given particularly from um from Johnny's sister uh, and the like um because I've read a lot about it 
Um, I haven't watched any yet, um, other other than the other than the, the the brief kinds of too many clips that you get. I want to see it full right the way through. Um, I've been ducking in and out of the footage, but I want to see it in full. Um, uh, and the other guy, uh, I forget his name, the the, the best friend uh, in the scenario. There's been some been some good details about that that I'm going to have a look at. But one of the last things that I I want to make mention of is a couple of scenarios that become particularly pertinent from a, from a psychological angle in that there have been uh, a number of studies done into uh, celebrities being abused via Twitter and the impact of tweet valence, volumes of abuse and dark triad personality factors on victim blaming and perceptions of severity. Now this comes from a, 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 a psychological journal of computers in human behavior uh, and the like. Now the, some of the highlights from this particular article, and I encourage you to, to track it down because it's a very pertinent read here. Um, when you look at the notion of celebrities being involved in, in, in you know, criminal enterprises and, and court and that Twitter gets involved and whatnot, uh, I'm always reminded of, of Dave Chappelle's comment on that. People are saying, Dave, people are slagging you on Twitter. So I don't give a fuck. Twitter's not a real place, right? If, if only so many people uh, had, had that opinion, but they don't. This is why uh, psychological uh, uh, research is being, is being performed uh, into the effects on um, not only the personalities of the celebrities that these things are directed towards, but the, the wider understanding in terms of the perception of the severity of the act from an, from an outward view because of the, the amount of tweets that are getting involved. Now, some of the highlights from this, um, uh, celebrities receive more victim blame following negative initial tweets. A high volume of abuse following negative tweets were perceived as least severe. Observer psychopathy decreased perceived severity following positive tweets. Uh, narcissism increased perceived blame and decreased severity after negative tweets right uh, so this this thing has a as a as a huge uh, effect on these kinds of scenarios and it shouldn't because <laughs> because twitter has no place <laughs> in this in this kind of a, a lawsuit that that has in effect nothing to do with any of us right it has nothing to do with any of us um, uh, and there was a, there was another interesting study done. Uh, where are we? Uh, so it's published in June 1996. The antecedents of abusive personality and abusive behaviour in wife assaulters. So this is uh, this is from the uh, the the guy's angle that doesn't really very often get explored. Uh, uh, you know, people talk about the the nature of gender biases till they are blue in the face. The second domestic violence pops up. When uh, when guys are are the victims, um, where, where's all the the volume of uh, of gender bias shouters uh, there? They they can't be heard, and um, it's 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 enlightening to understand the the retreat into um, uh, Isaac Baruch. Thank you, Isaac Baruch or Baruch. I don't know, but Isaac. There we go. Um, Yes, I am. I am going to go over. I am going to go over Isaac's uh, Isaac stuff uh, as as well. But 
uh, w following on from from these I, uh, uh, studies, which which again I, I wholeheartedly encourage you to track down because they're great reads, illuminating stuff, uh, and it, it really helps you to separate the you know the wheat from the chaff in terms of the important relative material that could have an effect here from a behavioural level, from a people reading level, from a logical uh, uh, breakdown of the details in that area, uh, and then the particulars of the way that. Uh, 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 more men retreat into silence and uh, and getting on with things than women who who retreat retreat into uh, 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 into uh, into depression and uh, both equally sad of course they are both equally sad of course they are but one has more of an invisible illness factor than the other purely because of the way that the male gender is is perceived during uh, somebody who's suffered as as the result of a domestic abuse okay um so uh, yeah as i say that's that's all i'm going to say on the logical breakdown of the information that's there uh and and it all relates back to uh and and it's, it's kind of fortuitous that the, the guy we actually found was was cheating on his wife at the time because we we could have been lost in the incendiary notion that you, you know this this guy was cheating he, he got from what sounded you know he had it sounded to be lovely kids they for, for all i know about his kids they could be absolute bastards but they, they sounded lovely and pleasant on the phone which from that small brief part of information we could have got all on our high horse about it and been you know and got involved in the way that most people tend to do now in the 21st century assuming some kind of indignance on the behalf of other people which is annoying in and of itself. But that would have stopped us from seeing all of these other points that allowed us to prove in that in that particular circumstance that he was the one who who was being unfaithful. Because walking away from it, I left with a name of the mistress, how long they'd been together, where they're meeting on Monday, <laughs> the uh, the kind of text texts that he was sending to his wife, how long that they've been married, his cleaning schedule, where he'd been, you know, all of this kind of thing, just from not getting involved in that kind of topic. Right, uh, and that's exactly what I said right back at the start. If I, if I had gone to this kind of notion uh, in the same way that people go to being fans of either one of these people, if I, if I'd have gone to that with the same kind of notion as my particular feelings about, uh, about straying and cheating and, and these kinds of things, then I wouldn't have been able to leave with all of that information. I, I arguably, I, I would have, I would have left with none of it. Uh, so this is the important thing that we need to take away from these kinds of circumstances. We are in no position to hold a, a huge degree of information. We can't be because we're not involved with the trial. Uh, all, all we are left with is the, the scraps from the plate as they are tossed down. And when you, are, when you are thrown those, you have to take them how they're being shown to you. And if anybody tells you otherwise, then they're not doing you a disservice. Uh, sorry, then they're doing you a disservice. They're not being fair to your understanding of what it takes to read somebody in this scenario because you have to take care of your own biases first of all and i can feel another rant coming on, on the topic <laughs> but there we go guys i um i, I hope you've enjoyed what was uh, could only be described as part one uh, uh again uh, and, and i'm, I'm kind of regretting d dipping my toe back into this water because it is a huge bowl to sit in um so yeah i'm gonna love you and leave you all 
I hope you have a real in entertaining Thursday evening if you're in the UK or entertaining insert name of time here wherever it is wherever you are and uh, make smart decisions for those around you and I will talk to you all soon bye